Welcome and thanks for listening to this message from City Bridge Community Church. Our heart at City Bridge is to call all people to be fully devoted followers of Christ. To learn more about City Bridge and how you can take your next faithful step with Jesus, check us out online at citybridgechurch.org. Now, here's the message. Joseph's child was uh, no ordinary baby. Amen. Child that Joseph was holding, his name was Jesus. He was God incarnate, God in the flesh. And it's one of the reasons why we also call him Emmanuel, God with us. And Jesus that night was coming into a dark world and maybe Joseph knew or maybe he would come to find out in due time that he was actually holding the light of the world that was coming to pierce a great darkness. And so we gather as a reminder of that night so as to not miss out on what God was doing that evening. Welcome, we're so glad that you're with us uh, this afternoon. My name's Jeff uh, Parker and I get to serve here on staff here at City Bridge. And that's what one of the things that we're gonna do tonight is we're gonna just get to dive in and begin to reflect and remember so that we don't miss the fact that Jesus had come. And so turn with me to Luke chapter two, um, because not everyone notices. Not everyone noticed in Jesus' day that he had come, and yet faithful men and women have been attesting to this moment for more than 2,000 years. And so let's read in Luke 2 of one of those faithful attestments to Christ's arrival. In verse 8 of Luke 2, it says this, In the same region, this would have been near Bethlehem, near where Mary and Joseph and Jesus were that night, It says there were shepherds that were out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with great fear. But then the angel said to them, fear not for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace among those with whom he is pleased. And when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's get on over to Bethlehem. And see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. Marvelous night that the people of God attested to so that you and I 2,000 years later might recognize that Christ has in fact come. God doesn't want us to miss that fact. Just six months ago, I had an opportunity to to go to Bethlehem and stand kind of close to the city on the hillside and overlook some of the fields uh, that maybe the shepherds had been in. And it was kind of a surreal moment where you're kind of looking out going, this is the place, this is it. And there was even uh, a shepherd uh, kind of guiding a, sh- a flock of sheep kind of off in the distance. And it were, I was kind of like, all right, Lord, you're going to send the heavenly host too? Come on. I'll I'll take it. And if they tell me to go somewhere, I'll go wherever they go. And no heavenly host came that summer day. But uh, I did sit there with my friends and we just marveled at how real our faith is and how rooted in history the arrival of Christ is. We stood in the real town where he was born. 
And God didn't want us to miss these moments. The, the, the town of Bethlehem had been prophesied hundreds of years before by the prophet Micah of going, hey, this town, something special is going to happen in this town. Be ready for it, people. And even some of the other prophets said, this, this Savior, this, this King of God is going to come. Christ is going to come through the line of David. Sure enough, we can trace Joseph's lineage all the way back to and through David's line. God didn't want us to miss it. And even on top of that, he was kind enough to, to put angels and, and a heavenly host in the sky to alert God's people to go, come attest, come confirm. I, my Savior, I have sent my son, Jesus, and he's come to the town. Don't miss him. And we also know we put a giant star up in the sky for a couple of years that Magi from the east came and also met the Christ child and attested to the arrival of the Savior because God didn't want us to miss that he had come. Even a few hundred years later, mankind decided to pivot the calendar of human history around what happened in Bethlehem this evening, almost as a opportunity for us now years later attested to on before his arrival and even man still attesting to something happened in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago that has changed the course of human history and God doesn't want you and I still to miss that today and so we welcome you we continue to gather this this evening and we don't think anyone's in this room by accident some of us have been here for a lot of Christmas Eves. For some of you, it's your first Christmas Eve here. And we don't think it's by accident because we think God is trying to get all of our attentions to remember and remind us that Christ has, in fact, come to this earth in a most glorious moment in time 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem. And then we also believe that what God doesn't want to miss, that, that he came, we don't want to miss why Jesus came. Jesus himself, in many places in your gospels, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, maybe 20, 20 plus times, Jesus says, this is the reason that I've come. Don't miss it. Don't miss why I am coming. Other places where Jesus says at the foundation of it all, he's coming to reveal the heart of a father. He's coming to reveal who the father is, his holiness, his righteousness, his majesticness. And yet, even on top of that, when he was gathering with people, Jesus time and time again was making it known, I am on a redemptive mission to restore mankind back into fellowship with this God that I am revealing and so I don't want to give you my reasons for why Jesus came. I want to go to Jesus' words himself to paint the redemptive mission that he was on. And so turn with me now to, to John 10, 10, so that we may not miss why Christ has come. In John 10, 10, Jesus says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. If you were with us three or four weeks ago, this, was, this is the enemy. This is Satan, the serpent in the garden comes and he picks and prods and unravels that which God intends for us to live. But Jesus says, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Jesus came to offer us an entirely new life. 
And the new life that Jesus offers is staggering in its effects. He offers true peace, true joy. What the angels announced is real and it's a true joy joy and peace that he places out. This abundant life is not just some quantity of life at some future moment in time. The abundant life he offers is a quality of life that you and I can experience right here, right now, walking with Jesus. And though the darkness may still exist in the world, though unrest may exist in the world, there is a rest that Jesus begins to offer in here that completely changes everything. And it's why the angel said there's joy coming, peace is coming because of the arrival of this child. Jesus came so that we might have life and life abundantly. And maybe you're in the room tonight going, well, that, maybe that's true. Maybe that's available for some, but you don't understand some of the pain I've in or some of the things that I've done or things that have been done to me. The gulf between me and this majestic holy God you're talking about is too deep. I couldn't cross it even if I wanted to. I'm too far separated from this God. And that's exactly why Jesus came. In Luke 19.10, Jesus speaking says, For the Son of Man, one of his favorite names for himself, for the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Matthew 9, for I came not to call the righteous, but I came to call sinners. If you feel lost and separated and far from God, That's actually where the good news of Christmas begins. It meets us in that darkness. And Jesus is going, I'm the one that's coming to bridge the divide. And your recognition of your separation from God's actually a really good sign. And one I would encourage you to lean into tonight. It's one of the reasons that Jesus was coming was to rescue and bridge the divide and call us out of darkness. How was he going to do that? Christ's own words, Mark 10, for even the son of man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus came to give his life as a ransom for us all. This child grew up. Joseph's child would grow up and would live a sinless perfect life, the life that you and I were supposed to live before God, and his reward, so to speak, for living that perfect life was to die in our stead, to die the death that we deserved for having fallen short. Jesus was coming as a ransom for those of us that had sold themselves into darkness, into sin, and into slavery. He was coming for just such a people to be an unblemished lamb of God that would take away the sins of the world. That's why he came. And it's why one of the first words out of his mouth as his public ministry began was from the prophet Isaiah, but Jesus quotes it in Luke chapter 4. He says, he has sent me, God has sent me. I have come, in essence, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind and to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Jesus came to set you and I free. 
the Christmas announcement of the angels 2,000 years ago is an announcement of liberation to the captives. It's an announcement of freedom to the prisoners. And it is an announcement that sin will not get the final word in my land. That is the beautiful announcement the angels are making as Christ arrives on the scene. Death, disease, disorder, all the pain that's happened to us that we still walk through today. Christ is saying, that doesn't have to get the final word. I'm coming. The alpha and the omega in the flesh coming to set us free from all that entangles us. God didn't want you to miss that he came. He made sure mankind attested to it then and still today in gatherings like this because he didn't want you to miss why he came. He was on a redemptive rescue mission for the hearts of men and women everywhere. Now, said that in the gospel accounts, there's 20, again, 20 plus times where Jesus looks at the people and says, let me be clear, I have come so that. But by my count, there's two instances where he kind of flips the conversation, flips it and says, now, you come to me. God doesn't want you to miss out on the opportunity that still exists today to come to him. Where are my kids in the room right now? I'm not gonna call on you, but my kids, will you just raise your hands for a second? Those of you, I just want you to know of the two times, yeah, of the two times that Jesus looks at the people and says, come to me. One of them is to you directly, kids. One of them in Matthew 19, Jesus with the kids and adults around him says, let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them. Kids, don't adults sometimes get in the way of things? Yes, there we go. Jesus, yeah, all the time. Thank you for that, yes. It's a good reminder. And Jesus is saying, adults, get out of the way here because I'm here for the children too. Christmas is for you guys. I want you to know that Jesus wants you to know he came to help rescue and redeem you. Christmas is about Jesus wanting a personal relationship with you too. You don't have to wait to be an adult. You can raise your hand now and go, I'm ready, Lord, come. And I hope you have a ball opening gifts. I hope you have a ball eating tons of sugar and cookies and any number of other things and singing songs. But I want you to know Christmas Above all is that that child 2,000 years ago was coming because he wants to know you and be your God too. Don't miss out on that. One of the instances was just for you. The other is in Matthew 11, verse 28. The other instance where Jesus says, come to me. Let's read it in verse 28 of Matthew 11. Jesus speaking, he says, come to me. Who? All who labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you Rest, a little glimpse of what life abundant looks like. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly of heart and you will find rest for your souls. The Christmas invitation is three words. Come to me. That's Jesus speaking. He doesn't say clean yourself up. He doesn't say, come and learn lots of new and interesting things about me. He doesn't even say, get yourself to a local church and light some candles on Christmas Eve night. He says, come to me. 
And it's an invitation for every single person in the room tonight. He doesn't say, come to me, Christians. He doesn't say, come to me, you who are righteous, who have your acts all put together. He just says, here's the qualification. Are you weary and heavy laden? Come to me. And I will give you rest, abundant life, joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness that you can't even begin to understand. All the things, all the unrest that you have sowed into your life, I will replace it with my rest and the life I intend for you. And if you notice, it says it's a rest for your souls. It's not a rest necessarily from your circumstances here and now. It's not even a rest from some of the struggles that entangle us, but it is a rest for your souls amidst all of those things. Jesus says, come to me. Do you have a moment? Do you have a season? Or maybe moments or seasons where you have taken Jesus up on this offer and come to him. Can you remember the rest and peace that overtook you in that moment when you realized that the invitation was as good as it sounds? I want you to think about if you've had one of those moments and just think about it for a second. And I want to tell you about one of mine. I was a 12-year-old and uh, I didn't grow up in the church. Um, and, uh, and But... Really, even in that, I kind of lived in a bubble, uh, honestly, not too far from here. And uh, I, I didn't really see my need. I didn't really know that I was kind of walking in darkness or that I, I was kind of just oblivious to some of the problems that were in this world until, as a 12-year-old, my parents separated from one another with the intention to kind of stay separated. And I remember in a moment, all of a sudden, it's like the scales fell off my eyes and I was like, oh, this place there's some darkness here because the darkness had kind of invaded my life. And as a kid, I remember sometimes as kids try to do, they kind of try to step into the grown-up problems and I try to step in and go, maybe I can hold my family together. And it was a weight that was too heavy. It was one that I was not supposed to bear in the slides, but I threw it on my shoulders and tried to figure out how to keep my family together. Meanwhile, as I entered kind of my early teenage years, I became more acutely aware of some of the darkness that was just right here in my own doing, in my own choosing, in my own activities. And the weight of both of them were kind of crushing and pressing me down. I don't know if you've ever felt like that. That's where I was. And by the grace of God, I had an opportunity to go to a, um, a Dawson McAllister conference. I don't know if that name rings a bell for anyone. The adults don't respond as well as the kids at times, so... Todd Proctor was on the keys, if you kind of are familiar with him. And I remember just for two or three days, I just kind of taking it all in, writing notes about who this God was, who Christ was. And I remember one of the last nights there, just a clear invitation from Matthew 11. And though there were thousands in the arena tonight, it felt as if Jesus was speaking just to me when he said, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And in that moment, I'm like, I don't even know how to, what does that even look like come to you? And I, I did the only thing I knew to do when the songs started coming in is I just stood up. God's people came around me in that moment. And in that moment, there was a great light that pierced right here. And it was like Christmas for me. 
One that I haven't forgotten since, one that I'm still grateful for, and there have been times, and unfortunately plenty of times, I've kind of walked away from that abundant life and that rest that he had to offer. And if you've been here, you've known, in the last 30 years, there have been some seasons where I have turned away from it. And yet each and every time, the offer still stands, come to me. All who are weary, heavy laden, even if it's been your own choosing, come back. It's an offer of Christmas still to this day, available to believers and unbelievers alike. Don't miss it. Don't miss out on coming to him tonight. The things that this world have to offer, best case scenario, are fleeting. And you every now and then will get a little bit of joy, a little bit of peace, a little bit of satisfaction, but it never lasts but a fleeting moment of time. And I want to tell you, this, this rest, this abundant life, this joy, this peace, it lasts. This lasts. Don't miss it. The rest and abundant life that Jesus has to offer is not just a one-time offer, it's a daily offer. For those of us that have taken them, it does mean, yes, there will be an eternal rest one day off in the future, but it's a rest each and every day. Emmanuel, God with us, wants to walk with us each and every day too so that we can experience a quality of life right here and now, and we don't want to miss that. It's one of the great incredible things about Christmas and why we gather. Do me a favor and grab your candle now. It's one of the great traditions in at least the American Christian church. I think other churches across the world do this to celebrate as we, we, remember, the, we remember Christ, the, the light of the world that, that pierced the darkness some 2,000 years ago in, in his arrival, and you and I, we still remind ourselves of how he can pierce the darkness still today. And so as the darkness descends, there's a candle that burns bright up here, and it is representative of Christ and what he offers still to each and every person in the room. And as the band comes out, as David's about to lead us in a song, we're going to so sing a song that talks about something that happened in Bethlehem, this divine holy night that was 2,000 years ago. And there'll be a few of us that come up to the candle and light it. But while you're waiting for the light to come to you, I want you to just take a, a moment and reflect on a time when the light of Christ has really tangibly pierced your darkness. Maybe it's a, the time when you were first rescued or maybe it's a time from even this year that maybe has been hard at certain moments, but yet you've remembered the rest that Jesus has to offer and you've received it. And there's, though the light had been flickering, it was renewed in a moment. And I just want you to think about one of those moments and just will you thank God quietly for how Christ is able to do that? and how we did that specifically for you. Maybe you're in the room and you're like, I don't have one of those moments. I'm not quite sure that, um, that I understand all that it is. And maybe you haven't trusted in what Christ has done for you, the fact that he came and that he died on a cross and three days later was raised from the dead. I, that's great. As you wait for the candle 
and the, the light to come to you. Maybe just ask yourself, Lord, what are you up to? What do you, what do you want me to hear this evening? Why is this no accident that I was here? Maybe just think as, as you wait for the light to come, ask that question. And then as others kind of light their candle from yours, just begin to pray and consider, Lord, who do you want me to take the light of the world to? How can I profess Christ's name to someone that's maybe still sitting in darkness in my life? And will you just commit as we sing about this night to keep singing about this night long after we leave here? So grab your candle. Let's stand now and let's respond in song. Thanks for listening. We pray this message encourages you on your journey with Jesus. If you found this message helpful, feel free to share it with others and leave us a review. To learn about City Bridge and how you can take your next faithful step with Jesus, check us out online at citybridgechurch.org. You can also follow us on social at citybridgecc. See you next time.